Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. Andrew Musgrove here bringing you an additional episode this weekend because Alan St. Maximin is no longer a Newcastle United player. At the time of recording, we're still waiting on official confirmation from the clubs, but the player himself has taken to social media and released a lengthy statement, and within it, he's confirmed his exit from Tyneside. He thanks the players, he thanks staff, he thanks the fans, and he talks about his memories as a Newcastle United player. Sami and John Gibson, we've got together. We're going to address that statement. We're going to look at what he said, and we're going to talk about the deal as a whole. Is it the right move for Newcastle United? Are you guys, the listeners, happy that Alan St. Maxman has been sold? He talks about the dark days in his statement. Did Alan St. Maxman deserve a bit more loyalty? Did he deserve Champions League nights at St. James's Park as some sort of reward for what he did under Steve Bruce and Mike Ashley? Or is this the cut and thrust of professional football? No room for sentiments. Let us know in the comments what you think about Anson Maxson's exit from Newcastle United. Hit that follow button on your podcast provider. Leave us a rating and a review. This is Everything is Black and White podcast, a special episode. Anson Maxman is no longer a Newcastle United player. Today, the 29th of July, Anson Maxman has just confirmed his Newcastle United departure. A $30 million move to the Saudi Pro League. It's been in the works for the last couple of weeks. Lots of debate about the price tag and, and whether it's whether he would go, whether he wouldn't go, whether Harvey Barnes coming in is an upgrade. I mean, there's loads to talk about, but we're going to start, John, with the statement that Alan St. Maxman has put out. It's a bit of a lengthy one, so I'll read it out and then we'll get your thoughts on the departure of Alan St. Maxman. So Alan St. Maxman says, four years ago, I wore the Newcastle jersey for the first time. At that moment, I hadn't realised that not only... Was I about to become a Newcastle player? I was also about to become a jury. You might think that this nice goodbye message, but this this is a nice goodbye message, but the sentiment runs deeper than any words I could say. From the very first months that I met the people of this city, I truly understood them and embraced their unwavering passion, which is why it was so important for me to give my all. And if this meant to play injured or not making statistics, I didn't give a beep as long as it would help my team. Believe me, I fell for Newcastle. I had great opportunities to leave during the dark days, but that was too late. I was already in love. I wanted, I needed, I had to stay helping my team to save the club from Premier League relegation because it meant the world to me. Of course, during those dark days, some may have had their doubts, but I always believed in this club and look where we are today. It's just so beautiful. I'm leaving Newcastle as it should always have been and that's my greatest trophy because I was part of it. A deep thank you to all of you, my teammates, the loyal fans, the staff, the club. I've seen all your messages. Thank you. And even though this chapter has ended, the story never stops. Newcastle is home now. I'll continue to be your biggest supporter. I'll watch every game. As long as the club keeps winning, I'll be the happiest man in the world. And for sure, you will see me again. I love you. I love you sincerely. I love you like a Geordie brother. Once a Geordie, always a Geordie. It's a bit of a heartfelt uh, and emotional exit, that isn't it, John? It is. He's and he's emotional. That man is, and I mean that is an absolute compliment. He, he has been the whole time he's here. He wears his heart on his sleeve. He wants to be successful. He's linked in with fans, whether it's been um, the food bank or whether it's been doling out watches to 
staggered fans at St James's Park or when he's been around town in his motor, uh, he's always had that link and wanted that link with fans. And he leaves with our sincere thanks. There's absolutely no question about that. He mentioned in that statement, and I was going to mention it anyway, that let us not forget, in the, the, the pre-Saudi Eddie Howe days, Newcastle stayed in the Premier League mainly because of him. Under Ashley and Steve Bruce, he was the difference between staying up and going down. Yes, everybody else put in a shift, but he was the guy that did the unusual thing, the unorthodox thing, and kept us where we are. And we will be eternally grateful for that. He was full of skill, full of tricks. We, we've always had a soft spot for skill, and we, Geordies have loved that. The two things that puts you into Geordie hearts forever is outrageous skill or huge heart. Heart the size of a frying pan. We often have fun over that. that they are the two things Geordie fans love, and he had the skill factor too massively, massively. But there always comes a time, you know, uh, where one door shuts and another one opens. And the progression Newcastle have been under since Eddie Howe arrived a season and a half ago uh, has meant that reluctantly this is the right time for Maxi to go. In an ideal world, we, we would have kept Maxi and he could have sat on the bench and been an impact zone. But the world is far from ideal. It is very rarely ideal. And from day one, Dan Asher said we would have to, uh, Ashworth said we would have to trade to be able to keep within the financial fair play rules. And that meant selling somebody while bringing somebody else in. Now, who have we that's going to bring in a big fee? Even Darlow's fees, peanuts. Um, Fraser's going to be peanuts. Hendrick in... in uh, Hayden were gone giveaway um, so the only guy that was going to give a half decent return is Maxi so he had to be sacrificed and Harvey Barnes has not been bought to replace Maxi, he was wanted anyway but he does fill Maxi's position and to be truthful we've got uh, the queuing up to play on the left side of the front three with um with Harvey Barnes and uh, Murphy and um, Joe Linton and Isaac and uh, Gordon and everyone. Yeah, yeah, there's loads of options out there. I mean, just on the price targets, believed to be $30 million, about £25 million. Now, we've also got the other side of that story of Premier League teams reportedly unhappy that Newcastle are selling a player to the Saudi Pro League because obviously the team that he's been sold to is owned by the Public Investment Fund, which is part owners of Newcastle United. And there's worries about overinflation of the price. For me, I think £25 million fans at maximum is actually undervalued. I don't know about you. Yeah, um, I think the fee's about right. I think it's honestly. Newcastle United, because of their owners, are going to be subject of attacks repeatedly on and on and on until it gets weary and we're sick of hearing it i mean watford have i mean people of Udinese, isn't it that they, they, they own and and watford i mean the shuttle between them i think they've started a special plane flight you know uh, jet two like between 
Italy and Watford for players coming in and out and in and out. It's the way of the... The fee is not overinflated. He is worth that type of money because he will entertain where he goes. And in today's market, he's worth that sort of money. So it isn't overfloated. But at the same time, we've got to remember that it's a good deal for a bloke that wasn't in our starting eleven. But when you play with the excitement that he does, he creates in a team and with the ability he's got, and you have forward player, an attacking player rather than a defender, you're going to be that amount of money. I mean, you know, you you get somebody like Maguire, who's a pitchfork centre-half, thumper, goes for 70 million to Manchester United. People didn't say, like, is that fee over big? Do you think... It would have been more, it could have been more if St. Maxman had reached his true potential. But then I guess we wouldn't be talking about selling on St. Maxman had he reached his true potential. And you said they're reluctantly selling. For me, you know, if it happened a year, eight months ago, I I would have been a bit more devastated. But for me, I'm not that fussed, simply down to the fact he just wasn't consistent enough. And I've been having this conversation with, with you know, friends and family over the last week as this deal has been mumbling on and everyone goes, oh, but he's, some, he's, he's a brilliant player, you know, he's a maverick, you know, what he can do on the pitch is unbelievable, few can stop him. But they'd always go back to that Man City game and when he gave Kyle Walker an absolute torrid time of it. And I'm like, yeah, but you're talking about a game back in August. And I know he was injured, but he had more games to play uh, last season where he just wasn't at the levels we knew he could be. And for me... I think with an anyhow side, you need discipline, you need a better work rate, and you just need a better end product. I think they're going to get that with Harvey Barnes. I think we've seen it with Anthony Gordon. I think it's just the right time to, to move on to Maximon, and I don't think he's that big of a loss for Newcastle United in terms of what Eddie Howe expects of a team, of his players, and where Newcastle United no. want to go. What, what, what Maxi has been for Newcastle United is a stepping stone. To where we're going, you've always got to put in place the stepping stones. First, the person that's going to keep you in the Premier League, then the person that's going to get you up to halfway, then the person that's going to get you in the Champions League, and then the person that's going to keep you in the Champions League and win a trophy. And and you've got to have the Maxis along the way, like you've got to have the Dan Burns along the way. If we win the Champions League, the, the... Odds are that Dan Byrne will not be a regular in that side, whenever it is we win. And with Maxi, the odds are that when we got to where we want to go, Maxi would not be in that team. But he would contribute along the way, as Dan Byrne has and as others have, and, and will continue to do so. No, he's not an unbelievable loss. When he hit the high spots, like Man City and like other games in the past, there was nobody better. But how often did he do that? And I used to say in the old days about one Newcastle player who I won't name because it would be unfair. I used to say when he had a great game like Maxi against Man City, I used to say, drop him. Because you know the next game's not going to be like that. He's going to revert back to being one of a, a crowd instead of standing out from the crowd. And Maxi was getting more and more and more like that as, as we come along. Um, and sometimes ball players do that. You know what? 
you talk about ball players, Hatton Ben Arthur, uh, and Robert, etc., etc. David Ginola, who was much better than all of those. But you know what? We always talk about the great games and they were sensational. But they all had barren periods because keeping it at that level is something I can't do. Bless him, he walked amongst us and talked about winning the Ballon d'Or, etc., etc. <clears throat> he hasn't even played one game for the, the French national side. You know, so we've got to keep a sense of proportion. I'm very grateful to have had Maxi at Newcastle. I thank him for terrific entertainment he's given me. He got me out of my seat in the dark days when really I was sitting with my head in my hands most of the game. And for that, I'm thankful. But we all move on. It's time for Maxi to move on. He's going to make a fortune. So he's going to be happy with that part of it. Uh, and it goes with our thanks. But it does go, and it is right that it goes. When we had the entertainers, and you had Scott Sellers and in, in, in these players, and Killer Kill Klein and various players, they were crucial in Newcastle United. And then they went because you moved on to a higher plane. And this is exactly what's happening over again with, with Maxi. God bless him. Thanks a lot, mate. I know you'll always love this club. We'll always have affection for us. But let you go your way and we'll go our way and we'll both be happy. Yeah, 100%. And I was just going to say, you know, we, we we can be quite critical of him. We can question the, the lack of end product, the lack of his defensive uh, capabilities. But we will remember him for just being an absolute entertainer. And as you said, especially during them horrendous times under Steve Bruce and Mike Ashley, he was the one that would get you off your seat by the way you would just run at defenders, want to create something, the step overs, the little tricks, you know, going one way, the defender going the other. And I do wonder though, John, just harking back to, to what he how expects of his team, whether, especially last season, did we see a bit of St. Maximum becoming restricted because anyhow was trying to coach him one way, in my opinion, and it didn't work, but St. Maximum, took it on board because he wanted to remain part of the team. But I watched him and certain games, you were thinking the St. Maximum of old would have taken that ball and just gone for it. Whereas the St. Maximum of today was looking a bit more like he was thinking about it more, which is not, it, it sounds a weird thing to criticise, but I just felt for what Eddie Howe wants and what St. Maximum was, the two just didn't align. And that's exactly why he's been sold. Eddie Howe always says wonderful things about players and he means it because he talks about the best thing in a particular player and says how wonderful he is. The bottom line is that Alan Sam Maximum was never an Eddie Howe type of player. If you have an identical picture of an Eddie Howe type of player, Sam Maximum would not be it because it's pseudo-fit, it is high-pressing, it is coming back to defend as well as attack, uh, it is playing for the team, not yourself. Ball players play for themselves, you know. And and it's unintentional, but they play for themselves because they're only happy doing their tricks. That is not necessarily the best thing for a team. And that was a criticism you got from Malcolm McDonald. As a centre-forward, he saw what Maxi was doing out on the wing and he was wanting to pull his hair out. Because, and so would Alan Shearer have been. Because they want one touch and it in. You know the perfect winger? Nobby Solano when he played for Alan Shearer. One touch. Alan Shearer knew if the ball went out to Nobby, one touch and it's in. And Shearer made his run and there's the finish. 
with with Maxi bless him, he would turn inside, he would go back outside, he would flick the ball under his feet. The centre forward's gone in, come back out, checked his run, gone in, checked his run, come back out. Frustration. Wonderfully entertaining if you want to watch it. And you know, in the old days when there was variety bills at the Theatre Royal or the Empire in Newcastle, they had ball jugglers on the on the stage, didn't they? And, and they looked fascinating to watch, and so did Maxi. But not many teams have that, you know. When when Manchester United were winning everything and they had Beckham and Giggs both out wide, no, and, and they were top quality world class players. But I'll tell you what, they off worked hard. And they worked hard going backwards as well as forwards. That's the way it is these days. And um, Maxi, God bless him, loved you to death. Have a lovely time. You've sacrificed your career, by the way, because Saudi doesn't produce many Ballon d'Or winners. They, they produce a lot of ex-Ballon d'Or winners like uh, Ronaldo. But um, but you'll, you'll be a rich young man. We don't begrudge you a penny. Remember us, come and visit us. The world moves on. Well, he said he'll be back, so maybe he'll have a couple of seasons over and sorry, then return to the Premier League. Yes, Alan St. Maxman leaves Newcastle United joining in 2019, and he finishes with 124 appearances, 13 goals, and 21 assists. And those numbers probably tell a story of their own, and that's where the criticism of when product comes about, but that being said, he scored some fantastic goals. We'll have some great memories of him terrifying some fantastic defenders. And as John has mentioned, as St. Maxima mentioned in his statement, he was the he was the light in those dark, dark days. So thank you very much, John St. Maxima, for the memories created. But we move on to bigger and better things at Newcastle United. We wish him well. We look forward to his return to the Premier League when it undoubtedly comes, as he's alluded to there. But Au revoir to St. Maximum. Thank you very much to you guys tuning in. Please remember to hit that subscribe button. Give that thumbs up a smash as well. And we'll be back very soon. <laughs>